0: The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Good evening, Rick. Would you believe it, it's it's Doctor Doom? De- What's on your evil mind? Hold oh, you insulting tongue and mark my word well. What about this rumor that you are being hired, Mister Stark?
1: And welcome to another Senate episode of the Quick Nations Comic Chronicles.
2: It's an old school intro! I know, right?
0: What just happened? That was. Anyway.
1: I'm your host, Tim D-O-double-G. Yeah! And tonight I'm joined by the man behind the side effects at Agent70 on Twitter.
2: What's up, everybody?
1: also have here tonight is at
0: RoddyCat on Twitter. I promise the intro was working when we tried it beforehand. <laughs> but what's up, everybody? Hey, what's post, uh, Destiny 2 Day. How is that, by the way? It's good. It's good.
1: Not with us tonight, but still part of the crew is at Dirt.
2: <laughs> the ladies miss you, Dirt!
1: Let's make sure you go to his Pope website, Culture. <laughs> make sure to go to his website com. and while you're going to websites go to ours that's theclitnation.com where you can find previous episodes of the comic book chronicles comic book news on the homepage page are links to our social media accounts we're on twitter, facebook, youtube google plus and also subscribe to the podcast by going to itunes stitcher radio, google play, youtube TuneIn radio and speaking of podcasts we are a part of the Code Slither Podcast Network go to cspn.us do it today and make sure to buy the Chronicles merchandise by going to shop.cspn.us and remember we record live every Thursday night 9pm Eastern Time you can go to dclicknation.com forward slash live to tune in every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Use the hashtags, comic book chronicles, and cbcron on your favorite social media websites to join in the conversation. Up tonight, for review purposes, is going to be Champions number 12 from Marvel Comics.
2: That's our leadoff issue. So um we have uh, basically reached the uh, the end of the secret empire crossover for uh, champions and we find the uh, the team uh kind of uh you know with some downtime on their hands and uh well, yeah they, they engage in that uh very uh recent uh team building exercise it is the dreaded karaoke that time honored tradition exactly. And it's funny to, you know, it's kind of try to figure out the songs that some of these uh, very, very young characters are trying to sing. And I think it's, uh, I think it's funny that uh, uh, Amadeus would be the, uh, the old soul singing Elvis.
0: I know he's the Elvis fan apparently because, because he, <laughs> he was singing it. And uh, according to that one panel, he dressed up as. as
2: hulk elvis for, right for, for halloween right oh that's a great <laughs> listen that's one of the <laughs> best panels that ramos uh has put to uh, paper in a long time that was pretty cool so if yeah. there's incentive to just uh pick up this issue that's definitely part of it i wish
0: not that we're not we're saying that out loud i might actually have to uh make that up or put that on the uh the instagram yes instagram.
2: yeah look out for at cb caps uh that that definitely should be. That's a that's an excellent candidate for uh for feature on cb at, on at cb caps on Instagram the gram, the gram yes as, as the kids say um right. but yeah but I so
0: we were discussing this before the show um and I was like it while it seemed to me like it was a filler issue it was still a good issue because I mean you know sometimes the the word filler is kind of has a negative connotation to it and um. I, I I would not mean that in this case, even though despite like I said, we're kind of coming on off of Secret Empire, and it has nothing to do with that. But this issue doesn't seem like it's going. We don't know this, but uh, but it seems like this issue is kind of just a one and done, seeming like. And uh, to kind of get into it a little bit, it is focusing on if you uh, actually here, I'll just do this. If you're watching the video, you can see the cover of said book, uh, which is Young Psych Young Cyclops uh, blasting... The logo out through his ruby glasses somehow. So I don't, so I don't know how that works because they don't. That's not how that usually happens. But you know what? We are going We don't. let that slide for a sec. Sure. And say that um, a very old, well, a semi-old, slightly obscure villain shows up that the team battles. Cyclops uh, takes the initi- initiatives and takes care of it, uh, but in the process there is a feedback back loop that causes uh young usually straight-laced uh st- some would say stiff cyclops to kind of loosen up and uh let out some emotions and if the, the the villain we are talking about by the way is called psycho man mhm so, which is again one we haven't seen or heard from in a
2: good minute sure but definitely an old school marvel villain mm-hmm.
0: who also comes back up later on in the and uh, and the uh issue but no, they, they take care of that. But in like I said, mostly the the during the course of the issue has to do with Cyclops and his um dealing with the feelings that are that are coming out due to being exposed to Psycho Man's um uh psycho rays, basically. Sure. So it was enjoyable. Not like said like even for the for the for the beginning of the part by the which 'cause the first page is like a big splash of like, we, we will never talk about this day ever again. And mm-hmm. then you're like, okay, what in the world is going on here? And then we get into it and it's like, okay, well,
2: right. Yeah. So
0: and then it just kind of circles back around to that near the end.
2: Right. The way I, the way I looked at this issue is that it really was a vehicle for, uh, some team building. You know, we've seen, uh, some team building happen in this uh, book before specifically, uh, uh, on a camping trip. But I believe that's when, uh, Cyclops actually, uh, uh, joined up with the team so i don't think he had a yep. chance to uh go through any of the team building there so it seems like this was the time to kind of take a step back post secret empire and do some more team building to help uh, uh cyclops uh integrate uh with the team a little bit better and then mesh himself within the uh the web of the team um i just googled uh. the, exactly i just googled the the song lyrics at the beginning and it's apparently a mariah carey song i didn't recognize it I didn't either. I I literally just googled it. I'm like, "Oh, okay, it's a uh, beautiful by Mariah Carey and uh, I guess that's why that's supposed to be funny." So Weird. <laughs> right. So, you know, um, a lot of this is, you know, is what's, what's what, the one thing I observed about this is that this is what you would think would be going on with the within the ranks of the time displaced X-Men, but instead they're doing it with Cyclops in the ranks of the champions and it's like a, you know, it's a different dynamic now, obviously, because, you know, the future has been, you know, rewritten, you know, the, the past and the future has been rewritten by putting, uh, uh, this group of uh, X-Men into the present. So, um, you know, it's, it's interesting to see, uh, this, uh, you know, happen within the pages of champions as opposed to within uh, the pages of X-Men.
0: Which begs the question, why didn't it happen in the pages of X-Men?
2: They had too many uh, you... yeah crossovers to deal with. <laughs>
0: Well, I guess that also, or you could argue that maybe Champions might be a higher profile book than than that X Men right. book is at this point. I don't know, but still, sure that that is that is a curious question,
2: right? I also wanted to note that um, Psycho Man first appeared in <clears throat> Fantastic Four Annual number five in November sixty seven, and was created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. So I wonder if his appearance in this book uh, coincide, you know, to, uh, to coincide with the hundredth uh, anniversary or the hundredth birthday of uh, Jack Kirby this month wasn't uh, timed. Or within the last month as timed?
0: I don't know. I feel like there would have been a few more, a little more overt references, but sure. You can take, we could do that. We could say that. Um, I'm just thinking it's like, you know, for the last couple of years, Marvel's been having a habit of uh, throwing in <laughs> obscure uh, villains every now and then at, at random. Mm-hmm. And I figured this was just kind of one that fit the bill for what they were trying to do. So,
2: but who so, knows? Yeah, no, it was a fun issue. I liked it because it definitely had, you know, some of the <clears> teenage banter. But at the end of the day, some very good team building, um, and and bonding uh, within its pages. So I thought it was a good story. So yeah, indeed, indeed. Yeah, and Champions is usually a, a good book anyway. So yeah. I next up we have enough. yeah. Next up we have them against the uh, newly reconstituted uh, Avengers. So
0: right. And this is the other reason why I say this was, it's a failure issue, because like I said, this is kind of coming out of Secret Empire and then just going into their own mini crossover with the Avengers,
2: which, that's, that's going to be something. righty. So, what's next? What's next? Yes, President Bartlett's ask. What's next?
0: There you go. Uh, do you want to, I guess, keeping on the Champions theme, want to talk about uh, Spider-Man 20? I could.
2: I could. So, Spider Man 20 is a very interesting and somewhat confusing issue because uh, the way. I mean, maybe I don't recall exactly what happened in the last issue, but uh, we find, without spoiling too much, I'm going to ring the bell, and I know that uh, our own uh, Roddy Cat and uh, Tim Dog 98 will probably get around to reading this, so I won't spoil too much. So, the cover doesn't necessarily reveal what happens in the issue, but there is an aspect of uh, that in, in, uh, within the pages of the story. So um, Nico Leon is um, the uh, guest artist on this issue, and he does uh, uh, an excellent job of um, telling a pretty uh, interesting, or giving us an interesting setup, because what we have is the, the setup of Miles in a very foreign city. He is not in New York City he is somewhere else and we start the we start the issue with um, miles in that foreign locale with some familiar characters from across uh, the Marvel Universe um, making note of uh, his appearance in this foreign city and um, in flashback we're told some of the things that miles and gunki are going through and how miles finds himself in this foreign city and uh, yeah it's a pretty uh you know, that's a pretty funny thing uh that uh, that he does because it's essentially he's essentially running away <laughs> and uh you know he makes use of his spider powers to uh to effectuate uh um, an exit outside of the country and um you know it's a it's a pretty uh uh briskly told story it's kind of unlike what uh, we're used to from bendis but at the end of the day what really happens all we know is that you know uh, miles is in another country and he's uh, run into a couple of familiar characters so we don't really know why he's there or what's going to or, or what even potentially could be set up so at the same time it's a briskly told but typical slow boil slow burn bendis story because it took like a whole issue of uh uh, uh, of this to get us to where we would normally be about five pages in, like, hey, character A is in a foreign land. Why is he here? There's a little bit of backstory explaining it. And, you know, we'd be uh, neck deep in a superhero battle by the time we got to the end of uh, that one issue. So, you know, Bendis's pacing is still Bendis' pacing. But, uh, mm-hmm. like I said, without spoiling too much, that's essentially what happens. Is it worth reading? Yeah, because there's a couple little, you know, I guess one of Bendis's cheats is that he uses a couple of little... Um, uh, nods to uh modern technology and the way teenagers communicate nowadays um to uh, help the story move along so that may be uh you know an interesting little uh uh, uh mechanism of uh, storytelling to uh, you know to to make note of in this story so uh you know if, if that's uh you know if, if that's enough to uh, make you uh you know think well you know it's moving along well what are you going to do
0: the uh cover Underwater. Uh, Yeah, I guess I should have fixed that. All right. So, how's that? Good. Good. Uh, The cover kind of suggests that Bendis was once again trying to make a statement, as sometimes he is wont to do in
2: Mm -hmm. this book. Right. And and
0: that kind of gave me pause.
2: Right. It's not necessarily what I was going to say is what it hints at is it's not necessarily a political statement. But it's more along the lines of an identity, a statement on um, identity and Miles' status, secret identity status in the issue. I'll put it. Yeah. I don't
0: think he did all that great the last time he tried to make that statement, a statement with. with I heard. That's just me. I heard what the, the issue.
1: I heard what the issue with this one was. Um, the, the book was originally solicited with a different story, and they like had to do some switching around those storylines. So it's like an issue of the cover being created uh, story that end up being switched around or changed. I got uh, it That a lot. Which I think actually, sure. I think that ends up, ends up having a lot with Bendis' books. Yeah, that's true. A number of times with covers that don't portray what's actually inside the pages.
2: Hmm. Weird. Alrighty. So moving on looks like I've got a bunch of books to we do rapid fire on. What else do we, we both read? You want to move over to uh, the Generations book? Let Tim uh, take a crack? Yeah, let's. <laughs>
0: it's my turn. Sure, why no? Let's do
1: Batman, whatever cover. No
2: oh, Tim wants no. to preserve Generations. and He wants to talk battles. Oh, switcheroo.
1: Nice. <laughs> I mean, we can do Generations.
2: No, 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 no.
1: It's, it's another Bendis book. <laughs> i was actually trying to save my click of the week for
2: exactly later. That's what I was. That's what I was going to say. Like he, he's trying to leave that to last. So Spoiler. let's do Kite Man,
1: Batman Thirty. It was another like uh, sad story in the larger war of jokes and riddles.
0: Here oh, yeah,
1: a sad story. It is sad because it's Kite Man and he's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> they run that joke into the ground with his son. We call him a joke. Mm-hmm. Uh on the side of joker because at one point you know pick joker's side because um if he doesn't he'll kill you but you know come to find out it looks like joker is losing the battle to the riddler so far right so it's uh as this issue goes along it's uh kite man teaming up with different members of joker's crew uh he starts off with was it Tweedled
2: Tweedled dean tweedle dumb
1: uh, we get Mister Freeze, who I feel like hasn't really been in a Batman story arc in a while.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Clue Master, Scar- uh, man, Bat,
2: yeah, Scarface,
1: yeah, Scarface, Ventriloquists. yeah, and it, at the end, Kite Man sort of comes to the comes to accept that he's a joke, seen as a joke, you know, laugh with him. Yeah, he still has this, like, steel resolve about himself where, yeah, he knows he's the butt of these jokes and no one takes them seriously. But, you know, he's still going to do the best job he can do. Sure. While getting beat up by Batman.
2: Right. So I'm glad that you mentioned uh, the actual title character. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to... He shows bring... up here. Right. So I'm going to ring the spoiler bell. Because I'm about to talk about... What... I don't know if this was revealed in the last issue... But it appears that Batman has taken a side.
1: Yeah, somehow that happened between. I can't remember if that happened in twenty nine or not.
2: Right. Like that was
1: the, the dinner party. The dinner party. Right?
2: So I don't think it. I think it was. It was possibly implied in that issue that uh, that uh, Batman would take a particular side in this war. But now it's revealed that yeah, at least appears to be fighting on one side against the other, and um, you can kind of put two and two together when, uh, if you recall, what. Uh, Tim Dog was just saying about who's losing right now. You can kind of figure from that uh, which side Batman chose. And, um, you know, Batman, you know, to a certain extent is tipping the scales. And, um, you know, he does a number on uh, uh, poor Kite Man, uh, trying to get him to stay down. But, um, you know, I guess maybe uh, Batman had some pity on him. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, what it comes down to is Kite Man is one of the few remaining uh, uh uh, combatants on the Joker side, um, kind of gets lean. You know, they lean on him for information, and uh, you know, we end the issue with the, uh, you know, kind of a, you know, kind of a, a, a sad uh, realization on, like you said, like a, uh, like Tim Dog was saying on Kite Man's part that he is in fact a joke.
0: So Batman is actually in the fight. He's not just like,
2: yeah, he's taking the side. Fight. He's no, him. he's he's yeah. now actively taking the side.
1: Hmm. Yep. And we should mention that there's art from Clay Man here. And his brother, I think it's Seth Man. Pretty nice.
2: It's a good team up because Clay Man, you know, at least from what we've seen of his Marvel work, was good. It was definitely um, influenced by Jim Lee, but it did not have uh, a pr- uh, a finished look. It had a, a pretty unfinished look. This issue seemed to have a pretty uh, a heavy ink line. So I'm wondering if the team up of the uh, the the brothers uh, had something to do with that.
1: Mm-hmm. So good stuff all around from. Uh, this Batman story. And I guess it hasn't been the last two issues that haven't really ended with uh, catching up with Batman and Selena Kyle as Batman's right. retelling this story.
2: Right. You're right. So because I guess we'll she see will. The next issue. Uh, yeah.
1: Maybe in the next issue. She will eventually give Bruce her answer to the marriage proposal. Probably when there the, an
2: ar- there's
0: an There's news finishes. on that later on in the show.
1: Okay. Actually, I did a news article on that. Mm hmm. So, Batman 30.
2: There you go.
0: All righty. Uh, let's see. I'll do one real quick. Um, actually, I want us to just start the Star Wars block, but I'll wait for that. Want
2: to just the second. Star Wars block?
0: Eh, I'll wait a second. Uh, wait, Dastardly. Dastardly. We'll, we'll, start yeah,
2: des- we'll start the dog We'll start the dog block. Because uh, I read two books that had uh, prominent dogs in them, and uh, Roddy Cat read another.
0: All right. Dastardly and Mutley, number one from uh, DC Comics. So, if you are familiar with the duo of Dastardly and Muttley, they are a Hanna um they're Hannibal characters of the villainous note, uh, most notably in the form of Wacky Racers. Uh, again, for the people of a certain finish, would only know any of that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But well, I think they've also were they were also in the Laugh Olympics, uh, uh, and also um what in Penelope pissed off? I can't remember. Either way, um, they have been dc and here they are um, in a... Which I thought they had stopped doing... I thought this was a one-shot at first, but apparently this is uh, either a a, a mini or an ongoing uh, because it does definitely go past this issue. And in this issue, we have... (laughs) Which is weird. So it's two um, American Air Force pilots that are on the secret mission to find this drone that had gone missing over this um, country called Unlikistan, let's say, something like that. Lord. Yes. Um, And they had been tasked to go in and shoot it down. There's um, a weird reference to the the Suicide Squad, not the Suicide Squad, but they just kind of name drop. Just so I had to to throw a reference into a squad or two suicide squads in there while they're talking. So mind you, if you don't know anything about Dallas City and Muttley, so Dick Dashley is, is a dude, but in this is and Muttley is his uh dog sidekick. In this book, you have um the the one of the pilot's name is Richard Astardly or something like that, but it's not Dastardly. so but it, they call him Dick. And his co pilot is called um I can't remember his actual name but his but his call sign is Mutt. But he also bring his dog brings his dog on this mission with him. And uh Dick is kind of like why in the world did you bring this dog with you? And I'm sitting here like, well why did you world did you let him bring put the dog in the dog on plane, first of all. So he's going on and I was like well, blah 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 you should be uh you know, you should be drummed out and this and the other. And I'm going to turn around, turn this plane around so that you could get, you know, thrown in drill for that. I'm saying like, you let them put the thing in there. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, as this happens, they come across the drone they were looking for. Um, Oh, there's a part I forgot to mention. Uh, unlike a stand, five, about five or so years ago, um, started their first nuclear reaction, n- nuclear reactor, except for they had some issues. And um, the place became presumably irradiated because of it, which prompts just to the present and them and this uh, mission going on. Uh, Like I said, they find the drone or rather the drone finds them and cuts across their bow and sprays them with what can only be described as cartoon (laughs) because it's a big cloud with like, you know, skulls and, you know, symbols and that could possibly denote cartoonish type stuff. Uh, their plane goes down, but not without some issues, like, say, Muttley's, Mutt's um, eyes popping out. Mm-hmm. The, the, uh, the yoke of the plane turned into a steer wheel, and, and they, an old timey honk, uh, horn honk, mm-hmm. per Dick Desterly car and um, wacky racers. And then it goes black. Then they find themselves in the hospital. Well, we find Dick Desterly in the hospital, which, again, that's not his actual name in the book, but, you know it's close um, being interrogated by two people who also come in contact with the drone that which should have um, fallen out of the sky like days ago, because it should have ran out of state, uh, ran out of um, fuel. But like I said, there's been sightings around the world of this drone in different places. And then Dick uh, gets questioned by these two people. One of them ends up being seemingly being affected by the said cloud because it like I said, it came across the car and sprayed them. Um and the weird part about this interaction is that is that one of the guys who's doing the main talking starts talking in Looney Tunes references. Now, as I said in the beginning, uh uh Dick and Muttley are not Looney Tunes characters. They are Hanna Barbera characters, which makes it even hmm. str- stranger that this person was talking like this. So then, you know, that goes on and then they leave, and then apparently Mutt breaks out of where they were keeping him, because they were keeping him in two different places, and he reveals himself to Dick Dastardly, and guess what? He's, um, Hold he's on. a human... Yep. He's a human-looking mutt. <laughs> Specifically, the dog that he had with him uh, in the plane. Right. And that is where this book ends. Like I said, this it's this is another in the line of the the, the, the DCI's version of uh, H- Hanna-Barbera can and this is worth noting. It is being written by Garth Ennis. Take that for what
2: you will. Mm, that makes sense. That mm-hmm. all makes sense now that I know that Garth Ennis wrote this.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. So if you know anything about Garth Ennis' work, then you you kind of this is this is, this is along those lines of being quite weird. Sure, um, but. Other than that, like I said, it was an interesting first issue. I will definitely check out the next one to see where they go with this. But I don't know what the likes are going to be like with this. Like I, and I don't know whether this is actually a mini or um, an ongoing. It, it seems like it's kind of might be building itself up to be a mini, but I don't know for certain.
2: righty, So... I've got two other books this week that had to do with dogs heavily. So the first one I'm going right. The first one I'm going to mention is Astro City number forty-seven by Kurt Busiek, um, the longtime uh, creator behind the Astro City books. Uh, if you look at the cover of uh, Astro City, it is uh, it looks like Alex Ross doing a pretty nice rendition of the lead character in the story, G Dog. So I'm going to bring the spoiler bell because it's kind of spoilerific. Um, the uh, the summary I'm about to give. Essentially, what we are told in this issue is the origin of the hero g dog, and it literally starts out from the most humble of beginnings and uh involves um a character who definitely does not start out sympathetic but um you know in the midst of uh committing a dastardly crime uh finds himself um uh uh, in possession of a secret amulet that was i presume the property of a now deceased member of the honor guard which is the uh the astro city equivalent of the avengers and um, thanks uh Tim for putting up the cover that is a pretty cool cover so uh uh getting back to the story the uh this neer do well uh, lead character of the story finds himself with this uh, artifact this uh, this amulet, and uh it ends up that I'm going to ring the spoiler bell again because this is where it kind of gets a l- truly spoilerific. It ends up that um, the, uh, the ne'er do well who uh, previously had stolen a dog, uh, specifically a corgi, is it corgi? It's corgi, right? Not corgi?
0: Yes. Corgi. corgi. Yeah. yeah.
2: So he stole a corgi dog, and this corgi dog and uh, this uh, ne'er do well end up merging. Into G Dog because of the amp. Wow, that sounds familiar. Yeah, so um, you, know, semi, you know, you know, you uh, know, uh, uh, you know, it's it's a tried and true trope, but at the same time, it's done really well in this. There's a couple of very self-aware um, jokes in this that BCX drops in. Um, the art in this, I'm I'm, I'm looking for the uh, the artist on this. The artist on this does a, a, a bang up job. With the art, because it is, uh, you know, it's just you know um, a pretty dynamic, uh, uh, a dynamic uh, story told visually by um, uh, by the artist of uh, a superhero, you know, uh, 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 a superhero dog, basically, um, a superhero with dog powers. And uh, it's just, you know, it's just a really well done issue. You don't need to know too much about Astro City coming into this. You can absolutely pick this up. This is definitely new reader friendly. You, you know, you really don't need too much of a familiarity with the, um, with the characters or, or the previous uh, Astro City stories. So don't be shy about picking this up. Uh, all you dog lovers out there, this is definitely um, a fun issue to read. Um, I know some of the uh, the, the uh, some of my co-hosts on the show are uh, dog people, so I uh, definitely would recommend uh, picking this up uh, and uh, and reading it because I think somebody's dog was uh, running around in uh, uh in in their home studio you know, a little a little while ago. And getting to the second book that I was going to discuss that had a dog in it, I'm referring to Black Bolt Number Five, and this is. Um, if I didn't say before, Astro City number 47 is a candidate for click of the week for me, as is Black Bolt number five, because, um, you know, we we lead directly from the events of last issue where, you know, I remarked that, uh, you know, Black Bolt has become a pretty uh, interesting read. And I remarked that, you know, the, basis, the, uh, the basics of the story is that Black Bolt has been sent off to a prison that uh, was intended for Maximus. And, uh, you know, instead Black Bolt finds himself there and you would think that one particular inhuman character would be able to uh, locate him uh, fairly quickly, you know, or or at least earlier than when he did. And um, we actually explore um, uh, how Lockjaw basically finds um, Black Bolt in this. And we are also told some uh, more of uh, Lockjaw's origin you know, how, uh, he's, uh, brought up alongside of, uh, a young black bolt and, um, you know, and how, um, the loyalty between the two characters is developed and the affection between the two characters is developed. And, um, you know, once that's established, we, we find uh black bolt, uh, not necessarily running off to the, uh, events in the pages of Royals, but instead, uh, turning back to, um, to help some of the characters who were his fellow uh, prisoners, uh, specifically uh, the absorbing man and some other characters who have been imprisoned um, alongside Black Bolt. And uh, uh, you know, the, 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 uh, the, uh, with the aid of Black Bolt and Lockjaw, the prisoners stage a breakout and attempt to uh, strike back at their jailers. And uh, we end up as I'm trying to flip through this quickly and we end up with um, some revelations about who it is that is the jail, the current jailer now, and um, what the current jailer is willing to do to uh, strike back at uh, the uh, uh, the the soon or or at least the um, the escaping convicts that uh, you know that are the heroes of our story. So um, we end up with a cliffhanger. It's pretty interesting. Uh, I definitely recommend Black Bolt as a story. You don't even have to be all that interested in Black Bolt as a character. I think it's a pretty well-told story. So this is another candidate for Click of the Week. If you are a dog person, I also recommend this issue uh, alongside uh, G. Uh, the stories of uh, G-Dog in Astro City number 47. Um, if I didn't mention it earlier, Astro City number 47 appears to be part one of if not a two-part story, at least a two-part story, so um, the adventures of g dog are not quite finished yet.
0: Oh, wow, 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 wow.
2: There you go. <coughs> there you go. So, you know, all the dog all, all the dog lovers out there, you may have some uh, comics to pick from this week.
1: I ain't missed one before Black Bolt uh, between Astro City and Black Bolt, did I? Oh, nope. Okay.
2: We went straight from Astro City to Black Blackpool. All right, cool. All right, who's got that next?
1: Uh, do you, you want to do Generations Iron Man and Iron Heart number one?
0: Sure. Then we're going to Rapid Fire, I guess.
1: All right, Generations Iron Man and Iron Heart number one. Uh, as I get the cover going here, this is better than it had any right to be. I think accurate. I was worried about when I saw Marco Rudy on art because usually I can't understand a thing he's drawing. <laughs> First, maybe five pages, and then had some help. But basically, so we know we found out last week in Secret Empire number ten how the heroes get sent to the vanishing point. So far, all the heroes have been sent to the past to meet previous uh, uh, previous versions of their cores, so to speak. Mhm. But we we get sent to the far-flung future as she calls it.
0: <laughs> right. As meet, they keep mentioning. It.
1: Yeah, to meet Tony Stark, the Sorcerer Supreme. Which is a has been teased before but Bendis gets to do more with it this time. And I guess you can ring the spoiler be- spoiler bell.
2: Okay.
1: We get some a return of the is it Avengers of Tomorrow that they're called?
0: Next Next Avengers. Next,
1: next Avengers. The Children of the Avengers who had started a straight-to-DVD movie, animated movie, and have popped up in a couple out-U-N Avengers books here and there. Mm-hmm. And I guess uh, Avengers World, I think they showed up in as well, that Nick Spencer wrote. But Weary is sent to I guess it's the Chicago of the future and Tony Stark gives her a tour and there's a lot of teasing of the, you know, Oh, I can't tell you too much because you know, you can't change, you know, have things affected. And, um, Tony tells her how he's sort of solved a lot of the world's problems like pollution and crime and whatnot. And there are again, teases of her role to play in things in the future uh, one instance is Tony references how the um, whole galaxy is respects or fears. fears or I forget exactly which uh, word he uses. There's an appearance from Morgan Le Fay. Mm-hmm. Um, And then Riri is sent back to the uh, present where she gets her right to work trying to develop, develop new technology. All because she was inspired by what she saw.
0: Right, and that's my one of those inspirations was one of the little robots that uh, Tony had uh, with him, and also there was a, uh, it's worth noting there was a um, there was a Franklin Ray, Franklin Richards shows up basically because oh, they, yeah, the, yeah, they end up going to the yeah because they end going to the Baxter Building looking for a time machine, and there's also a reference to a time because they basically said it's like um, uh, no somebody else has I can't remember. Uh, um, Project Pegasus has it because of that one time with that person, you know, they, they couldn't, they, uh, they didn't want a name. And I want to know what that I, was about.
1: I'm sure it's just like, this just made some vague references to make people
0: speculate. Yeah. Probably. That's the way I look at if it. that man. is, Yeah. But if that is or will end up being a thing, uh, like, I'm kind of curious as to what that would be. Because it seemed like that would be something quite, quite strange to, to just drop in there like that, especially without giving a name. Yeah. But that's just me.
1: But all good things.
0: Yeah, this wasn't but, a, definitely so yeah, not a bad issue.
1: Yeah, I liked it. And you know, with Bendis, he's going to try to use it to set up things, cue things up for a future story. So probably a lot of nuggets would be de- deciphered from this.
2: Yeah, that's what I was going to mm-hmm. mention. You know, like I wanted to, I wanted to. You know, I'm glad that you brought that up because that's exactly what I was thinking. It's like, well, you know, some of these are probably red herrings, but there's definitely some stuff that uh, Bendis is dropping hints about, in you know, in these generations issues. Or at least all the all the Marvel, making, guys also even all the all the Marvel uh uh generations books are dropping uh hints as to uh, you know where they're headed in these generations books.
0: Yeah, or I guess we in the upcoming legacy right. mini series, event, I don't know, yeah, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, and they're definitely trying to he's definitely trying to make Tony Stark Social Supreme a thing, which I'm I don't know. I'm kinda with it, but at the same time it's still weird. As as I said in my, my notes is like I would never get used to saying that. Mm-hmm. Also, of, a, of like a total aside, but um, in the, the physical pages of the book, there's an ad for Alex Ross's um, website, which I thought was interesting that, uh, from Marvel. Okay. So it's like it's alexrossart.com. And, you know, I don't know hey, if you like his art. So I thought it was the first time I'd ever seen that. Granted, I don't read too many physical books, but that was the first time I'd ever actually seen something like that in a book. So I thought it was kind of worth noting because of that.
2: Definitely seen the ads online. So, yeah, that might be uh, something new. Mm hmm. Alrighty, Uh So, rapid-fire time?
0: I think so.
2: You want to just cover all the Star Wars and rapid-fire? Okay. Sure, I'll do that. We'll take Let's it do it. Alrighty.
0: righty. <clears throat> and first off, um, you know, I'll start from the bottom up. Uh, Star Wars Adventures number one. So, basically, this is an all-ages book from IDW. In fact, um, is one of the covers right here that I'm holding up. Uh, the, the other cover is actually inside the book somewhere. Um, while I'm looking at that. So basically this is an all ages book with, uh, a couple of tales in the star Wars universe. So here's the second cover right here. Actually. I almost picked up, put that one up because the shop I went to only had like one copy. Okay. Uh, of that cover but i was like you know what somebody else might want that one a little bit more so so i got this one um but yeah so the first uh and if the the cover and that second issue the second uh, cover is in the indication the first story is talking about um is a story from race Paz while she was still on uh jakku uh and uh if you have which weirdly enough i just watched force awakens again a couple of days prior to this and I honestly, uh, I knew this book was coming out, but I didn't know it was coming out this week. So that was it was kind of totally unrelated. That being said, um, so her story has to deal with her having, for some reason, to save Unkar Plutt, which is the the big dude played by Simon, voiced by Simon. Um, uh, oh shoot, what is his name? Um, he plays Scotty in the new Star Wars Star Trek. Uh, I, don't, I don't know why I'm blanking on his name right now. But anyway, uh, he has the, his character has to be saved because he gets Simon kidnapped. Peg? For, so what? Simon Pegg? Simon Pegg, thank you. I don't know why I should, I should know that name. I mean, I should know that name and I don't know why. I anyway, so yes, voiced by Simon Pegg. He's trying so Ray has to go and save his character because he gets kidnapped for what seems to be uh having to do with some droid that she found and not BB8 because this looks like it takes place well before that. Uh and then there's this other um Boss that kind of comes in and tries to take over the place where that's where she's uh living and trying to make a living and whatnot but we see a good little bit of action from Ray and some you know inner monologue in monologue and at the same time um with that the second story is a tale well actually that tale is going to looks like it's gonna keep going for the next issue uh the next tale is like a looks like a one and done with uh obi-wan Kenobi in on Coruscant, helping out Dex, which if you remember, the prequels, Dex was the owner of the diner that um, that Obi Wan and I guess he, that, that he did okay. show up in uh, Clone Wars once or twice. Actually, also that uh, that Obi Wan frequented, and this was like a little. It was it was more of a tale within a tale because you, this was basically somebody recounting that story. Okay, that was told to them, and um, and then there was like a little moral in the at the end of it that that came back into the. Uh, the person to the person's uh, view, basically. So this is what seems to be the crux of the Star Wars adventures, and it looks like there's going to be two tales per issue. And I think you know Ray's got this first arc. And actually, it if you go by the covers that I'm holding up, like it's not just going to be just her, but it's going to be uh, you know going around various places. Looks like uh, in the universe, but. Starting off to be her, or it may be focused on her in the first one, and then the 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 back tales are going to be other issues, uh, other tales we don't know. But so far, it's pretty good. Like, if you have kids that are into uh, Star Wars, and I guess specifically the the the, uh, the newer stuff, give it a try. There's there's nothing offensive about this book, and the art's nice, and like said, so, it's it's pretty neat. Um... Darth Vader, number five, going on, and I guess, uh, well, I just showed the cover, but that's uh, the cover I had of. Anyway, uh, Darth Vader, number five. So Vader ended part one of his quest, and that was to get a lightsaber from a Jedi, which he's done that. Uh, the Emperor sends him back to a familiar planet that... Mm-hmm. Um, it's a hot place. Yes, that you might say birthed uh, Darth Vader in the prequels, which this is taken. Pretty much right after the prequels happen, so th- there you go. Um, to corrupt the kyber crystal that he is now in possession of from said Jedi's uh, lightsaber, and that doesn't happen right off the bat because there is some sort of uh, the, the, the kyber crystal kind of reacts to Vader and sends him a dreamscape, and uh, to which Vader overcomes and presents, uh, and after overcoming, presents to his master, aka the Emperor. And uh that in stats
2: yeah that was, it was a pretty uninteresting issue, to be honest huh.
0: it seems it seemed slightly rushed, but I mean, after you know the the last few issues of kind of getting to where it is now, I guess you know you kind of had to move it along, right, so yeah, it is what it is, where it's going to go after this, we don't know, but um so yeah, now he has his 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 the saber. we all know, and love hate slash whatever right um, and last but not least vying for the title of longest uh, comic book title (laughs) in recent history. Journey to Star Wars, The Last Jedi, and if you want to add Star Wars again, Captain Phasma. So, uh, hey, you remember that part of Force Awakens, coming back to that again, actually, um, where Captain Phasma comes in and has her part and then promptly exits? Guess what? This takes place right after that. So, mm-hmm. we see um, Phasma escaping the trash compactor, and uh, it is told within the, the 10 minutes, I, I guess, that it took for star uh, uh, Starkiller Base to explode, having her having uh, brought down the shields at gunpoint, thanks to uh, Finn and Han. Uh, this is her kind of getting her bearings, recounting it, and actually, apparently we found... And erasing her tracks at that 'cause she she gets out of the track compactor goes to erase her tracks, and then comes to find out that somebody else was also looking at the self those um the uh the shield logs, and what looks to have also all brought down the shields either after she did it or something i'm not that part I'm not entirely sure about it, but, but there was somebody also in the records, so she was trying to uh get them before they could probably tell. Anybody of note that she was the one that brought down the shields, but it, but they made it sound like this person was the one who brought down the shields after her, or kept the shields down, or something. I'm not entirely sure, but she goes after him anyway as a traitor, and that's what leads into, um, you know, her chasing this person around Starkiller Base while things are blowing up because this was after you know the the Resistance starts his bombing run and whatnot. Uh, It also there's a It kind of alludes to the battle between Kylo Ren and uh, Finn and Rey in the forest because she ends up close to near to where that is. But then she sees her target and then uh, goes back after them again. And but the target escapes by a Tie Fighter and she promptly goes after them with another Tie Fighter with a Tie Fighter or with a Tie Fighter pilot in tow. And that's where this uh, issue lives. uh, Leads off, I believe this is actually a miniseries. Um, and um, yeah, so here's her on her merry chase after this s- supposed traitor. Um, f- to what end? Okay. And that's it. but like said, it was all right. Like I said, it was um, it was an interesting read. There wasn't nothing great shakes about it. But like, if you are curious about, uh, assuming this is probably the stuff that they weren't going to get into when Last Jedi comes out, anyway. You know, where because clearly she makes it out of the, the trash uh trash compactor like um like boba fake got out of the sawlock pit so we basically just see that and then get her out of there which is pretty much what the sets up. Okay. And I imagine it's going to take steps to kind of get, get to uh, go towards the last Jedi, considering it is, as it's named, the journey to
2: the okay. Last Jedi, start with the Last Jedi. So that's that. Alrighty, so you've covered uh, one of my books, which is Darth Vader. So the rest of my rapid fire books are as follows: uh, All New Guardians of the Galaxy number nine. Uh, in some, this issue explains why the current iteration of Groot uh, is sort of stuck in a baby Groot uh, form. So if you are interested in finding out what's what. Um, take a look at this issue. I believe it is an elder of the universe that is uh, at fault in, uh, you know, at, at the at the root cause of this, and that is a hint as to which elder of the universe. Um, Astonishing X Men number three. Uh, we continue the battle between uh, uh, what we think or what we believe to be uh, 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 a psychic remnant of Charles Xavier versus Amal Farouk the Shadow King. There is some doubt laid. Um, some questions um, uh, posed uh, with regards to whether or not this is, in fact, um, truly uh, Professor X. So, uh, you know, that's where that is. If uh, you're interested in, in reading uh, the better X-Men story this, this week, you should read Astonishing X-Men number three because X-Men gold number 11 was trash. Um, no, no offense to Mark Guggenheim, I think the, the fault, Really does lay at the feet of the artist in this issue. It's pretty bad. Um, the artist in this is um, Lan Medina and um, inks by Craig Young, but uh, or Young, but um, you know what? What is kind of a a story straight out of the mid '90s involving um, uh, uh, Russia and uh, the Russian super soldier Omega Red i guess would have been sold better with better art you know the the story itself is kind of um thin you know it involves um uh, a distant you know not, not a distant relation let's call it an estranged relation of uh colossus and magic um calling them back to russia um uh, and it has something to do with um, omega red but uh, at the end of the day you know um you know the heroes went out uh, the x men are uh, are victorious but i think that the battle scenes the um the fight between omega red and various x men would have been sold so much better if the art had been you know a little bit more on the uh superheroic side put it at that so um that you know that was a uh, pretty disappointing so that covers the X-Books I read this week. Um, Daredevil number 26 was actually a, a runner-up candidate for Click of the Week for me because we finally jumped out of the, um, the, uh, the, the storyline that had uh, Matt Murdock arguing uh, the, the case of uh, putting mass vigilantes uh, on the witness stand in court. Uh, and we kind of circle back to the story of uh, Daredevil's uh, partner/slash sidekick/slash mentee, Blindspot. And uh, Blindspot's story is picked up um, right off the bat because uh, uh, for uh, readers of Daredevil, he had uh, Blindspot had been uh, uh, injured, uh, severely injured by the um, the villain of the previous arc, and uh, uh, we finally catch up with the uh, Blindspot's current whereabouts and. Uh, Let's just say he's a significantly changed between uh, since the last time we saw him. So, uh, pick this up if you're looking to uh, start fresh with uh, some superheroics by uh, Daredevil. Uh, he also finds himself in a foreign land uh, for the start of this issue, or for the start of this arc. Uh, let's see, we have, I believe, I am just left with, uh, nope, looks like we covered it all. So we are at clicks of the week time. <laughs> Clicks of the week, everybody. I believe, I believe uh, Tim already, already said it is. is. Whoa. Has Tim stepped away? He may have. Possibly. All right. How about I'll take the lead, and we'll uh, finish up with Tim, see if he comes back. Um, it was a dogfight. Oh! <laughs> For Woof. my click of the week this week, but I am going to again... And and shout out to g Dog. That was some awesome stuff by Kurt Busiek this week. I'm definitely going to tune in to the next issue of Astro City. But I'm going to go with Black Bolt number five as my click of the week. Woof. That is the dialogue of one Lockjaw in that issue. Woof. I would hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Should
0: Lockjaw talk? Um, Now would be a good time to have some Atomic Dog, and I wish I really had that queued up. Sam, um, go ahead and reiterate yours because I need a second
1: mine is Generations Iron Man and Iron Heart number one uh, very surprising issue that I wasn't expecting to enjoy as much as I did
0: and I am almost inclined to agree with you because um, <clears throat> that issue actually was pretty good Um, as I'm sitting here doing something totally different uh, I am going to go with oh dear Oh, I was, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to second that notion. Uh, Generations of Iron Man and Iron Head heart number one. Because I was going to go with champions, but and it was good, but I was like, eh, it, it usually is good, so that's
2: not really changing much. So there you go. Cool. Alrighty. So um, with that, we are at the end of our review portion. We may be bidding adieu to uh, one at Tim Dog 98 for this evening. Yes, sir. You got any plugs for this week? Uh, any referrals for uh, stories?
1: Uh, I think Roddy Cat has some of my news articles in the news section
2: cool, this week.
1: Do. Uh, I enjoyed the X-Force news and I didn't read some articles about that going up next week. Uh, I did write something about Titans and we will be appearing as Robin or Nightwing on there. And Mario's out of the plumbing business.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you write that one?
1: Uh, Nerdist, I did.
0: Oh, Okay, yeah, because yeah, I saw the CBR article and but I didn't see the Nerdist one. So yeah, that's that's a weird one. Real quick, hey, tip: Can you tell us
2: about DragonCon? Oh yeah,
1: DragonCon was cool. Uh, walked around some of the hotels, and uh, one of the hotels that had, was hold, hosting the vendors had like their line like wrapped around the whole building just to enter. So was oh, was it see. um
0: the um was it just the vendor building? Because I know that they usually throw that they threw that. That's the only one we light.
1: saw that had a line okay. just like that long that wrapped right around mm-hmm. the building.
0: That it, that building's kind of hot and long. cramped. Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't know if I'd actually attend DragonCon after <laughs> at least walking the streets for
2: yikes. I mean, Not exactly yes, yeah, a... endorsement.
0: Well, no, 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 it's, well, I don't know, let him say his reason first, let me, because I've been before.
1: For that is, to make it worthwhile, you need to get a hotel there, sort of nearby, because you have to pay for parking, actually...
0: Well, you don't if you, unless you know the secret spots, because a friend of mine told me about there's a couple of spots that you don't have to pay as much, or not at all.
1: I mean, one we got was like 20 bucks for the day. Yeah, I
0: I have, I've um, heard of places that are less... Again, that was a couple of years. But ago. But say <laughs> you
1: actually, say you actually like stay at one of the host hotels. Who knows what that goes for a night? At least four, three or four nights of staying. Friday, say you do Friday, Saturdays and check out Sunday. I guess that's two nights. So that's not too bad. I can
0: safely, I can safely say that is is it's at least when I went, it was a little over grand, and I was kind of slightly off of it. I wasn't in one of the host ones. I was in like a little down the street.
1: See, you're just uh, down the street, and you're talking about a grand.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous.
1: So there's the, uh,
0: but it was, the cl- but that, it was also close enough to where, yeah.
1: Price for food. It's kind of ridiculous. For us, I had to factor in money to board the dogs for the week or find a hotel that allows pets, but then you have a pet fee, haul them somewhere, schedule time okay, for so, that.
0: So here's my question to you, though. How viable would it for you to park and ride and go in for the day? Uh, however much it
1: costs to park and ride for the day. I mean with so so awesome. them that's like
2: that's what yeah. got, you but, know.
1: I mean that's if you're just doing like a day doing a day is fine, but if you want to enjoy a con you need to really like spend two days there at least. Yeah, sure. but at the
2: same time but at the same time I would I would compare that to going to New York Comic Con, you know, as a New Yorker, um I'm basically commuting to the con every day. So, you know, would that I guess that's essentially what Roddy's getting at? Well, but the difference
0: is you get yeah, in the city New York Comic Con and, and and Tim's kind of outlo- a low ways from um, Atlanta, or not that far, but still uh, far enough to where it probably wouldn't make any sense to keep to go driving back and forth. Really? Yeah, oh. I would I'm,
1: I'm an hour over an hour and a half away.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not that far, so, so I get that part. But yeah, I was just kind of curious. Like, yeah, that's an hour and a half
2: there? highway driving, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not city driving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. That, that's and a- then
1: the Saturday. The- the Saturday in Atlanta is always going to be crazy, Pat, because there's always going to be a, college, a kickoff of college football at the Georgia Dome, was going to, or Atlanta Falcons Stadium that just opened last weekend. A madhouse in that whole area. Mm-hmm. I was just like, ugh, rather than just do mm-hmm. like Heroes Con, or hopefully, and come this time next month, we'll be in New York for New York Comic Con.
2: Right. More on that later. Exactly, exactly. We will discuss.
1: But uh, yeah, I'm going to get going. Y'all have a good night. Thanks for holding it down. And see y'all next week.
2: Got it. Peace. Peace. All right, Tim. righty. So Later. we transition into our first ad read of the night. Uh, keep our podcast free by shopping at Amazon. Visit cspn.us then click the keep our podcast free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down and click on the Amazon link to shop purchase items from Amazon as you normally would whether it's books music electronics jewelry apparel vacuum cleaner drive belts that's a hint at what i recently ordered from amazon for I every purchase belt. yeah for every or oh, the brush fan belt for every purchase made on amazon through our link amazon sends the cspn a payment that helps us keep the Click Nations Comic Book Chronicles podcast free for our listeners at no extra cost to you. Amazon.com through CSPN.us. Do it today. And
0: as we go into the cin- cin- cinematic news, we start off with me doing a screen share because, yeah. There we go. Wait, was that the first one?
2: That's not the first one. Or just... Mm -hmm. Okay, as I I take a look and see what Rowdy Cat is referring to. Uh, Here we go. Stupid thingies.
0: Um, Justice League character posters offer a closer look at each hero. So this looks like it's the same uh, style as the previous poster, but just uh, individual character posters. So you see them in the uh, Atticross-inspired style. Which is weird, cause I'm not I'm not sure if, if I'm liking the Flash's uh, costume oh, or not. Yeah, that looks yeah a weird. Looks like some Mad Max type stuff going on. Well, but then again, I guess it was like, well, no, I patched it, and I put, I made it myself.
2: It looks a little weird. Yeah,
0: but like I said, if you're watching the video, you can see um see the, the character portraits of each one, and there's um some folks' favorite uh, Aquaman. <laughs> okay not showing skin as they are used to, as they're I'm sure sort of disappointed in but that's fine they'll be fine.
2: Next up. So, um it is reported that uh the uh, director for Suicide Squad 2 has been chosen and it is Gavin O'Connor recently of The Accountant uh Ben Affleck movie. So uh good for him. Hopefully he can uh reclaim uh or at least a uh, collusion <laughs> or at least you can uh, point uh, the Suicide Squad movies into uh, good direction what would be funny as we found out sometime later on is like
0: uh, we're using a script that Affleck wrote
2: mm. underwater they're not
0: saying this and I'm, underwater. I'm saying you know
2: underwater mm-hmm. just... I can't see it oh, this is not good cats underwater underwater <laughs> I <laughs> <laughs> the I reason why i'm actually waiting i'm waiting for roddy cat to come out from underwater because the next story is perfect for this <laughs> it's perfect are you back no all right so uh i will take the next story aquaman actor ludy lynn says the uh dc uh, extended universe film Aquaman is Star Wars underwater. Oh no!
0: There we go. That should be better. There we go. Yeah, the, yeah. I sorry it took me. The computer was hitching up probably because of all these tabs I got open. But anyway, um, yeah, that's 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 a that's a strange way to, to call this
2: movie. But yeah, probably just because so, of yeah, you know, so, a of a submarine. You know, like uh, underwater uh, vehicles that will you know make it look like it's uh uh, make them look like starships, you know? Underwater. all right well, I think they're saying in scope, like almost epic.
0: Uh, this is what it seems to be alluding to, as as far as the scope is concerned. At least that's what this article is suggesting. And um, it's worth noting that uh, Ludi Lin, uh, A.K.A. Power Rangers Star, or the movie adaptation of the Power Power Rangers, uh, is playing a character named Merc, uh who is an Atlantean. Uh, excuse me. He is the general of the Atlantean army. So there you go. All right. Moving along before my computer starts to close some up. tab. I well, I'm trying to do that as we do this uh, inside Wonder Woman's creation with uh, the first Professor Marston and Wonder Woman clip. So if you did not know, and uh, we did talk about this last week, but there is a going to be a biopic um, on professor william uh marston the creator of wonder woman this one um this first has to do with uh him leading up to the creation of his life leading up to the creation of wonder woman and the people who inspired uh wonder woman aka his wife and his lover okay uh and yes the, the lover was not a mistress but someone that was in both of their lives so that is there is that but anyway here is a clip of it um and that is going to uh, be screened at the tiff t-i-f-f toronto international film festival on october 13th no nope, i'm sorry it'll be there in september for that film festival and come out in theaters october 13th so okay. if you are go check that out
2: next up all righty so uh the young version of Supergirl has been recast for the upcoming season of the show. Isabella Vitovich is replacing Melina Weissman as Supergirl's young Kara Danvers, reports Entertainment Weekly. And Vitovich will debut as the younger version of Melissa Benoist's Supergirl in the 6th episode of this upcoming 3rd season in an episode titled Midvale.
0: Mm. As to the whereabouts of the former uh, young Kara, she is in Netflix's A Series of, of Unfortunate uh, Events, and that is the reason for the recasting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, Liam Hall joins Arrow as Slade Wilson's son. Uh, apparently, Joe Wilson is coming to Arrow. which
2: I'm not, like. I know he has two sons. So this is Jericho. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, this is Jericho because uh, there's Slade. Uh, Slade has two sons, Joe and uh, and uh, I forget the other kid's name. Oh goodness. Yeah, and then there's Rose. But right, exactly. The guy that became um, the Ravager,
0: right? Who's dead? He dies. Right. Yeah, but which is, if you if you've been reading recent uh, recent issues, oh, of, Grant, of Grant, Grant Wilson. Grant, thank you. Yeah, there you go.
2: You put it in the article or in the write up? I gotcha.
0: It, oh well, then it's in the article. Um, so yeah, there we go. So Jericho is coming to um, Arrow. I am going to assume this is going to be before pre-powers, because yeah. as as you said, he becomes Jericho and apparently mute and whatever else. I'm I'm still not really sure about that character. So I don't know right, about Jer- Originally,
2: Jericho could uh, basically possess character, possess people by making eye contact with them. Hmm. So he basically, you know, entered into in into the host body after making eye contact. Ah, okay. And took over, you know, the host body.
0: Okay. All righty then. And I guess that still plays because now that I think about it, it sounds like that's something that may have happened in the, the Teen Titans slash uh, Deathstroke crossover.
2: Okay. So I'm going to ring oh, the I bell here because I did not know this was in the works. Mm-hmm. So I have been off the flash for a while, a number of seasons that I did not realize this was going to happen in the TV show on the flash, Barry and Iris will finally marry in season four. So though they've only been an official item for a short period of time, Barry and Iris West, Barry and Iris, uh, are uh, poised to, uh, uh, finally get married in the flashes next season when, uh, when, uh, so I guess it's going to happen at some point. They haven't, uh, uh revealed which episode it's going to happen in but it's uh, about to happen this this season
0: right but the first they have to bring barry back from where he was at the end of uh, season three which okay. if you don't know uh, yeah. or if you read the comic you know kind of where from where he was because it is a large part of who he is okay not to go into that good thing cool um so, September 5th, this past September 5th, was the 25th anniversary of Batman The Animated Series. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to put these two articles together myself, so I will do them. Uh, and the first article is, that being said, Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy revealed their favorite Batman The Animated Series episodes. Like I said, we're talking with both of those uh, um, people during the uh for the said uh, anniversary they were given and I believe Conroy's was Perchance to Dream. Okay. And Hamill's was well Hamill had a longer a longer list of uh, the laughing fish amongst them. So yeah, Mark Hamill being Mark Mark Hamill. Right. But there's a good article if you uh check out the, the show notes uh which is at uh bit slash capital C B C two thirty one you can see it and uh, in, the, in there, I should have put that in uh, my, my lower thirds, but that's fine. And anyone who has uh,
2: access to Amazon video can yes. watch those uh, episodes right now through that uh, application. They have a weird order
0: in, in, um like they have a weird out of, they're kind of out of order. Right. Or in some different order in, in that case. But yeah, they, you can still get them all there. So it's all good. Um uh, and it's great stuff. And I also have Superman the Animated series also, but you yes. know what the two series. Uh nevertheless, Batman the Animated Series' original Joker Actor revealed and why he was fired. Now I didn't think it was uh unknown
2: who this person was. It was news to me. When I when I found out, I was surprised. I had not right. I had not been in the know on this particular tidbit. Gotcha. I had heard of this
0: before. This is why why I am saying that. So I don't know if that was like wild, widely known manage, but I did not know why he was not uh, cast. And we come to find out in this article that he was fired because, um, and who we're talking about is noted actor Tim Curry, who was originally slated to play the Joker in um, in the, the series. Had the role for a while, but he had Brian Bronchi- and they fired him. Wow. Says he. Says he. Um. As, he's, as he recounts
2: to uh, some, some site. You should have had they... EA back then, huh? So, <laughs> oh boy. The history of healthcare in this country.
0: Yeah. Dad. So. But you went on to do Clue, or I think Clue was, Clu was before that, so never mind. I think Clue was before that. Regardless, you know what? Tim Curry did all right for himself. Oh, of course. But nevertheless, it would be a probably a slightly different take. Uh, can sure. Tim Curry, still, he does still do voice work every now and then now, I believe. So you will see him around.
2: All right. Next up. Oh, so, uh, continuing on a slightly political, uh, tangent, uh, Chloe Bennett, uh, who plays sky slash, uh, quake on a Marvel's agents of shield. Uh, uh, made some statements uh, recently about uh, whitewashing in Hollywood and, 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 and stated bluntly that Hollywood is racist because uh, in the wake of Ed Skrein uh, rescinding his acceptance of the role of Ben Daimio in the upcoming Hellboy reboot, uh, Chloe Bennett came out and said, well, she only uh, changed her last name to a stage name uh, because uh, she wouldn't have been uh, cast or wouldn't have been able to get jobs otherwise. And that's in a, fact,
0: she was being told as much, I right. think, according to what she said on her Instagram post.
2: Right. So ultimately, uh, what she came out and said is she did it. She changed her name so that in the future, her hope is that uh, other young actresses of uh, Asian descent don't have to.
0: Right. And the reason why that all came out, because like she, like, like, I just sort of said, that she was uh, talking about the uh, edge Brain leaving, leaving, leaving. Um, Hellboy and somebody in her comment just so happened to call her out on the fact that she changed her name, started her Hollywood career, which which led to her statements. So there you go. Uh, next up, there are no current plans for Miss Marvel in Inhumans, says Jeff Loeb, which probably is a good thing. Yeah, uh, as a matter of fact, I will do the next article also because this is also Inhumans related. My thing is, if they're gonna do Miss Marvel, albeit live action, hopefully. You know what, they could allude to her on Inhumans, but then just kind of spin it off into her own show, because I think she's she's worth having her own... She's a strong enough character. Exactly. She's Definitely. a very strong enough character to have her own show and carry it. And hopefully they would not make it a, a comedy like they're doing, like they seeming to be going towards lately. So, because they have a good chance to do a nice, you know... Family drama, or well, family slice. Oh, a teen drama.
2: Yeah, it would be a teen drama. This would be Marvel's female teen drama. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, so so we're saying that it would be, it would be dope that they would make a live action. Just don't don't peg her too much to mm-hmm. the Inhumans so much.
2: Right, and when it comes to concerns about the Inhumans that you were alluding to earlier, I have not yet watched Inhumans. I know PCN yeah. underscore Dirt did, and uh, he passes along word that the second half is stronger than the first of the mm. two hour. Uh, Premiere movie? Oh, the IMAX premiere? Yeah. So, that's That's encouraging, but at the same time, uh, reviews have been fairly harsh. Um, and speaking
0: of, Right. Um, reportedly, ABC has concerns over Marvel's Inhumans, uh, according to Variety, which, of course, cites unnamed sources. Uh, concerns over quality of Inhumans episodes, both the special effects of early cuts and the underpinning scripts, were a source of contention. So... And of course, as most people know, especially if you follow along, humans has not been uh, taken too kindly in the court of social media. Yep. Scott, Buckley, just coming bro, off of...
2: stay away from Marvel, please.
0: <laughs> so yeah, like I said, we still hope that it turns out to be all right. But yeah, it's uh, I don't know, disheartening. Yeah, basically, it, assuming that this is actually true, that that you know that, but then again, it is a network and networks have sometimes unco- unfounded concerns over properties that they don't know too much about. Mm-hmm. So that's neither here nor there,
2: but nevertheless. All righty. So moving how on, is that? moving uh, on. How about I combine these next two Spidey related stories? It. So there is a video, uh, I guess it's going to, yeah, it's going to be included with the home release of uh, uh, the Spider-Man homecoming movie uh, video mm-hmm. of Tom Holland performing his own stunts and that's pretty you know listen uh this young kid is athletic he is coordinated he has got some serious acrobatic and uh and uh uh just um you know kind of parkour like skills so apparently uh, was he, he was a gymnast or yeah, some or had yeah, some sort grew, of this, some he grew up as a
0: gymnast and a dancer mm, okay that explains a, a whole lot with given a couple of
2: performances he has done then exactly exactly came up as he remember he was a uh, he was cast in the role of Billy Elliot, like a tap dancing uh, kid. Okay, that I did oh, not ballet, really, but I, I or remember. Or is it ballet dancing? Yeah. I don't remember. It might be ballet dancing. Come to think of it, I think so. Yeah. Right. So uh, wait, what he was Billy Elliot or no? but well, he played the role of Billy Elliot in like a, right. That's what I'm right. He played the uh, in the London stage uh, production. Oh, okay. I thought you were in a movie. Gotcha. Oh, sorry. Right. 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 No, because yeah, that movie he would be way too young uh, to be right. in that movie. I was about to say yeah. Okay. So. The second Spider-Man story um, uh, I'm going to include is that the Silver and Black uh, spinoff uh, is going to include uh, the Wild Pack, which are uh, supporting characters of Silver Sable out of Simcaria, her, kind of like her uh, Task Force X type of group.
0: And as far as we still know, this movie still won't have anything to do with Spider-Man. So technically yeah, stay away,
2: stay away. Stay, stay away.
0: away. So, so technically, those two articles had nothing to do with either. other. ha. Uh, next up, um, on the Star Wars front, Colin Trevorrow is no longer directing Star Wars Episode nine. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, I believe reason cited was the tried and true and oft used creative differences. Sure. Mm hmm. So now they're, they're, um Lucasfilm is now looking for a replacement for that. In fact, I saw a Twitter post from someone I don't know if they're even uh, affiliated with Lucasfilm or not saying something about "You are over Lucasfilm you are you get to decide who you know but is takes over the role basically, and they was asking people, "Who would you pick?" And of course, there have been people you know here and there picking their choices for who they would pick to to the direct. And of course, there's also another article saying in 1977 that George Lucas said that he wanted to direct the last Star Wars
2: movie. Going mm. so to fold in the next two stories.
0: I shall do so. Um, dang it! Um, stupid computer. Oh, I can't wait to switch over to my other computer. Um... Star Wars the Last Jedi image offers a close look at uh, Snoke. Now last week we uh did, right before uh Force Friday we said that there was some toy that there was a toy that uh gave a picture of his likeness. Here we have an actual picture that's coming off of the top uh I want to say baseball card, but uh, the Star Wars card which I'm guessing is going to be in this, the the uh Star Wars app, uh, trading card app. I'm going to assume that this is came from. Yep, I said that um and it's a close up close um picture at snoke who looks like a star trek uh alien mm. or he's just you know corrupted by the force okay. take your pick uh next up new star wars rebel season four trailer debuts and also the, the debut date is given i watched this trailer is awesome so if you haven't had a chance to check it out actually this is the second trailer um but it's office it's awesome uh Season four is going to be the last season of Star Wars Rebels, sadly, as we have previously found out. And it will start on Monday, October 16th, with the promise of all paths come together. And uh, if you've watched that trailer, it, yeah, it sounds like that's the case, because there are some uh, references made in there. That kind of brings us uh, closer to a, a couple of certain places okay, in the Star Wars timeline. And if you're not watching Rebels, what are you doing? If you're a Star Wars fan, what what are you doing? <laughs>
2: Trying to Next catch up Game of Thrones, maybe. That's my excuse. So,
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so um, there's a report out that says Deadpool 2 and New Mutants movies have both completed production. So um, apparently the report from Deadline explained that uh, the uh, New Mutants movie Has already been completed uh, production, as in in post production, now for a release on April thirtieth or April thirteenth of two thousand eighteen. While Deadpool two is uh, in post in post production now, uh, in preparation for a release on June first of two thousand eighteen. That's a pretty quick turnaround for the New Mutants movie, which seems to have been filmed in less than two months, uh, Mm -hmm. which probably doesn't bode well.
0: And we haven't. I mean, we haven't heard. Like we know of some castings from it, right. but there seems to be they've been under the radar. yeah. So like I said, we we know of some, and there's a couple of high profile names in in, in there. But um, it's like seems like the casting hasn't finished, but apparently the production has. We'll see how that turns out when it comes out April 13th of next year. Next year, yeah, and no of far course. Way. Yeah, and Deadpool two comes at uh, June first of next year. So we, I don't think at this point we're worried too much about Deadpool, given giving the showing of the last one. But it could turn around. Yeah, New Mutants seems to be a um, a uh, wild card here, I guess. So next up, oh oh shit, I
2: missed one. Sorry. And that is um, there's a report that there's a Sheena film in the works. Next, yes, <laughs> next. I know yeah, you want to. Next, I know you want to get to the story. That's why you skipped that yeah. one. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, no, I just missed it when I when I clicked on the link, but nevertheless, it wasn't. Yeah, I no, yeah, don't know too much about that comic anyway. Uh, so that said, because actually speaking of Star Wars, uh, looking for Leia documentary finds community and connection in our differences. So I'm guessing this is a filmmaker named uh, Annalise Ophelian. Uh, apparently, she is not- she is notable to the, art- to the to the writer of this article. Uh, they're making a movie about fandom it's about window women and it's about star wars so it's about women and women in star wars fandom so if you are in that category or if you're a fan of star wars you know and looking for another documentary uh to check out so go go look at that Uh or check that whenever it comes out it i don't think it even says when that's coming but look out for that in the near future
2: next so, as per Chris Hemsworth, uh, a.k.a. Thor Odinson of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, Thor Ragnarok's Hela is the MCU's most complex villain. And that is not a big or high bar to cross in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, some of these villains have had fairly shallow uh, 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 motivations but uh it's nice to see that uh they are uh plumbing the depths of uh, Hela's hellas character a bit and uh you know hoping that uh she is um one of the better cinematic villains out there some would say she's uh hella complexed oh no <laughs> a
0: hulk a hulk a hulk <laughs> uh and actually I threw this in here uh so but speaking of Thor Ragnarok, which by the way uh uh tickets have gone on sale today for Thor, Thor Ragnarok, so yeah, I saw that go your, like, yeah, go to your outlet of choice and have at it uh Meanwhile, the Revengers, not Lamar the Revenger uh debut in new Thor Ragnarok preview, and mm-hmm. also it's not that a bit of a, a according to this article, not that bit of obscure obscure avengers history, um which geez, I had totally forgot about the Revengers, oh so wow well. mm-hmm. um so yeah. Thor and the Hulk's team, uh, aka team Thor Hulk, Hulk, I don't know what you want to call it, gets, uh, gets a new name in Thor Ragnarok and um, and it is the Revengers. So that would be the team of Thor, Hulk, um, Loki, uh, Valkyrie. I think that's it, right? I think so. Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, hey, guess what? Thor Ragnarok comes out in a couple of months. Go check it.
2: Not even. It's like you know, barely less than two months now. But yeah,
0: I guess you're right. Yeah, you're right. And there's a there's a little video coming that comes with this article that that uh, I guess says so. righty. Uh, yeah. Next, uh, Wonder Woman's Gal Gadot. Well, is it Gadot or Gadot? Because I've heard two different things. I heard it's Gadot. Anyway, nearly played Furiosa in Mad Max Fury Road. I've still yet to
2: see Mad Max Fury Road, but uh, but I hear good things about that one. Damn. It's on, I know it's on. I believe it's on HBO. I should I should finally get around to watching this.
0: Yeah, no, I, I'm saying this, I say the same thing because yeah, it is out there on on cable somewhere. So or, that would be that would be an interesting take. Uh, like, well, I guess it would be a decidedly different take, uh, maybe. But we don't know. I mean, you know, could have been still along the same lines. Okay. So and the weirdest this article brings up her role in Fast and Furious and that da, that. Da, da, da. I was like, man, they need to bring her back for that series. Yeah. Um. So uh, our next story which is, up, which, which brings up something that still kills me about uh, was was it six? Fast which Six, which is the one that, the one that killed off. her, I believe. Yeah. 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 how the so how the hell did the bad guy who the, the bad guy ends up living, but she didn't, and she fell from a, a, a spoiler for Fast 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 and Furious Six. She fell
2: from Two movies ago, damn it. But okay.
0: <laughs> I know, but yeah, you know, some people still brought mind to it How the world did she's dead and he's alive after falling out from basically the same plane. And she was at a lower altitude, even though it was going like a of miles an hour. Right, yeah, He wasn't in the
2: explosion. You know, he was in the explosion. She wasn't, you know, so I think it's, I think it's, I I think it's implied that, uh, uh, he probably was caught in like the tail end of the explosion, you know? Yeah. I
0: don't know. But then again, we didn't see a body, so she could come back. That's true. And Han could come back.
2: That's true. Although Han is a little tougher because it was implied that he actually did get, you know. But, well, uh, let, let me, let's not go into, listen, I could we could do a whole I know, other show I know, I know. On yeah. the, Because we never did, we never did a Fast Eight, uh, uh, which one call it? I still like, haven't
0: seen it yet either.
2: Yeah. You know, uh, Tim, did, you know, I, you know, Tim and I, you know, were the ones who did the, uh, Treasury Edition for, uh, Fast Seven. So, um, you know, we haven't gotten around to doing one for Fast Eight. I don't know if we ever will, but I definitely have my issues with the uh, events of Fast Eight. So, a Furious Eight, what the hell they're calling it? So, yeah, Furious Eight. When well, I, well, yeah, I've been meaning to
0: watch it, but I was trying to wait on my significant other. But sure. Anyway, going back to the comic book news, real fast. Um, the Powerpuff Girls are getting a new member, a fourth member, and she is voiced by a a young lady of color, actually um named Toya something or other um <laughs> Poor Toya I apologize well I say that because I that is my fault for not getting the addendum to this article that I have cuz I only got this earlier mm-hmm. but um on Twitter the um, she's been uh there's a picture of her in the booth uh you know looking very excited Toya. about getting the role so nice. it's cool and I think the next season is coming quite
2: soon as somebody's sweet, sweet loads up, um, yeah, that's that's yeah, that's <laughs> So, our our next and last uh, movie related news item is the Magic School Bus rides again. Are you on board? So, it's the first week of school, America. Uh, let's see. So, so yeah, basically, National bus is back. <laughs>
0: Yes. Uh and apparently it is uh, Mrs. Frizzle's little sister who's taking the role of uh teacher and apparently fr- the Frizz is a professor now. Here we go. Uh Toya DeLazy okay uh, is at Toya DeLazy at um on Twitter. So go and say congratulations like there's a picture if you're watching the the video there's a picture of her in the booth. She's cute. She's cute. Um okay. but yeah, so yeah. Magic School Bus is back. The Frizz is a professor. Her little sister's taking over. And if you're looking at the video, you can see a picture of the Frizz and her little sister, whose name is Miss Fiona Felicity Frizzle. Yikes. Hmm. I don't know. It just rolls off the tongue. And apparently, literally, Tomlin reprises her role as Mrs. Frizzle. Or actually, Professor Frizzle, at this point. Looking, <laughs> as as this article... <laughs> actually uh, it's not even as this article points out. as the Twitter post for this article turned out, she had switched up from, um, she has switched up her style to be a little more conservative. I, uh, I can't say how the, uh, how the, the Twitter post said it, but it was kind of funny when I thought about it. So yeah, magic school bus is coming back and it is coming back quite soon. AKA actually what a week or so, a couple of weeks ago, September 29th on Netflix. So if you're interested, go check it out. There's uh, also a trailer, um, out there if you so desire to cheat, seek it out. Now we're into comic book news, and we start off in the video game corner. Alright, so
2: we have two uh, video game stores leading off uh, comic mm-hmm. book news. So recently, Marvel has been hyping its upcoming uh, slate of licensed video games, but uh, one particular game has garnered some attention, and that is an Avengers title from Crystal Dynamics. So there's some new okay. details dropped. Um, according to IGN, um, the the Avengers project will be a third-person action title with a focus on shared and social online play. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, there's uh, okay. well, before we go any further, so yeah, this is the one that we don't know too much about. This is the um, I believe we kind of alluded to some other so, uh, another post too about it. Uh, like they've talked about this at E3. Uh, in brief, and this, I think this is coming like 2019 or next year or something like that. But nevertheless, but nevertheless, Crystal Dynamics, if you if you are versed in the video games, um, are the ones making the the recent Tomb Raider games, which have um, gotten uh, pretty good uh, pretty good reviews on. So there is some pretty high hopes, or at the very least, some some excitement about this uh, this uh, this Avengers project. So yes, now we can go on to the next one.
2: Well, the next one is just a a, a, a slate of the uh, comic book video game, comic book related video game uh, releases upcoming. So, uh, f- uh, take a look at our uh, show notes and follow the link to what is it, Newsarama? Mm-hmm. To Newsarama, uh for a list of uh, a listing of the uh, comic book video games set to be released. I am wait, Rogue Trooper is a co- well, I guess it was a comic book, but it wasn't anyway. That's weird. Either way. So just take a look at it see, so you can uh, set your uh, budgets uh, accordingly.
0: Yeah, really. I mean, a lot of stuff is not – well, actually, yeah. this is So basically most of this list is the rest of this year and then uh, the couple that we know about from 2018, including the Avengers Project and that Spider-Man game, which is going to be awesome, I hope. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, there's that. Next up, um, Doomsday Clock. Batman reads Rorschach's journal in new promo image. So, yeah, the, the, the countdown to the November release of uh, the Doomsday Clock has officially started. Uh, DC Comics is rolling out the, uh, the promos for it. And here we have Batman uh, doing some light reading.
2: Ha! That's funny. Yeah.
0: So there you go. Watchmen, folks. Yep. Yeah. If you're, right. if you're not familiar.
2: So, Jason Fabok's cover to Batman the Devastator for uh, Metal has been released. Lots of spikiness. Hmm,
0: yes, a, a character we have seen probably one too many times in recent history.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: is uh Looks like to be on the cover of uh, the book. So there you go. Um, we alluded to this earlier, but Tom King teases Catwoman's answer to Batman's proposal. Uh, we will apparently see the answer in Batman 32, which will be coming on October 4th. So... The long standing nightmare will be finally
2: over. Couple more issues. Yes. I think it's bi month bi weekly, so.
0: Yeah. And we see here a uh picture from Tom King's uh Twitter, which is nice.
2: Teasing. Um, yep. That's you
0: that could go either way.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh so, so the next story is Harley Quinn invades classic DC covers for Batman Day. So uh Harley Quinn is going to be featured uh in honor of the twenty fifth anniversary of her creation uh on covers to G Z books. This is uh the insertion of Harley into some of the classic uh Batman covers. Roddy Cat is scrolling through some of them. Admittedly, some of them look pretty funny. Hmm.
0: Actually, yeah, there's only there's only a couple of them here if you're watching the video. But yeah, they're whoops. They're interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Which is, I would think, is not the first time they've had a Harley on a rush of um, covers. But, you know, sure, it is what it is. The fact that they've kind of co-opted Batman Day to do it is kind of funny also. Mm -hmm. But um, speaking of Harley Quinn, Harley Quinn gets a thrill ride um, at Six Fights over Texas. It's how popular the character is now. There you go. Yeah, and it is called Spin Sanity. And apparently this is a part of I almost want to go to Six Flags, Texas, because apparently this is a part of the area called Gotham City. Okay. Um, where they already have a uh Joker ride, a Catwoman ride called the Catwoman Whoop Whip and the Riddler Revenge. And you can see the video that looks like to be um there, there's a video which shows how the ride
2: operates. Alrighty. So, um, the cover to Kevin McGuire's uh, omnibus collection of Justice League International uh, is pretty epic, and uh, sure, yeah, I think uh, our own Roddy Cat has uh, shown an image in our uh, live feed, the uh, YouTube live feed of the uh, cover preview. So that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I it kind of threw me for a second that I am not versed in JLI, so I don't, I don't know uh, most of these characters, I would go far so far to say, but JLI was pretty much a buster, A bunch of, uh, would you say, C&D list? Uh, yeah, or lore. Leaguers, yeah. yeah. But this also this cover also shows a bunch of villains, which I should have thrown me off, because I was like, wait, did they have villains in the league before the, the last couple of years? Because that would
2: be strange. Not 100% Sure.
0: Yeah, but I think, but I think as this article says, it's like not just threw a bunch in there. So I the the so the question I have about this issue, and I don't know what how your JLI knowledge is, but oh, it's
2: really
0: okay. When where's Matt Wang when you need him? Um, or Dirt, but um, I'm wondering who this dude is next to Killer because he's just like he's there, just holding his head I'm like I don't want to be. I don't know why I'm here. This is
2: embarrassing.
0: <laughs> Are you gonna make me look this up? Hold on. Uh, let's see. And I thought this dude down here under the bottom, uh, this old gray dude, was Oberon, which I only know because of the name and recent, you know. All right, where am I looking? Uh, walk right next to. to, the, to, the, to with the, with the, the head, head, head
2: down? down. Yeah. Uh, kind of in a group of Green Lanterns. hard to say if that's a Green Lantern or not.
0: Yeah, and he does have uh, um, Green On or whatnot, so it could be maybe one of those. And, hard and to tell. All- yeah. And it's worth note also worth noting that uh, apparently there's a couple of iterations of uh Ted I mean of Max Lord in here. Okay. I wouldn't know. But yeah. So there you go. But that omnibus uh comes out the JLI um, omnibus comes out October seventeenth. Was this now do you know this much? Was this where Batman Clock Guy Gardner yes. Okay, that's what I thought. As we see him down at the bottom looking smug. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, moving right along, that ought to be a treat. I don't know if I'd pick that up or not, but hey, that seems like something cool to, to thumb through. Uh, next up, Koto Bukia debuts stunning bishojo uh statue for Supergirl. Um, it looks cool. There's nothing else to say. They good do the good work. Most of it's a little, some would say, a little cheesecakey. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, yeah but a uh, market but, out there for that. Yeah, but it looks good. That being said. Uh, so here's a funny aside. Um, I ordered uh, some months ago. I ordered the Miss Marvel um, Bechardu statue from from a uh, Big Bang Toy Story, uh, and I went to go check on my order and come to find out I had ordered it twice. Oh no! Luckily, I was able to. to, to it hadn't come out yet because I think it comes out sometime this month. As a matter of fact, um, but luckily, I was able to cancel one. I was like, as much as I love Miss Marvel, and I want yeah, I want one, having two is probably two just a bit much, right? Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't, know, and while those things are not that terribly expensive, that still get that much. And this one actually is going to Super Super One is actually supposedly retailing for eighty four
2: ninety
0: nine. <laughs> All right. So, like I said, if you're so inclined, go check that out.
2: Next up, so should so have some awards list. I think I may just combine these and direct people to take a look at the uh, full list of the winners available online. The hmm. Dresden Files swept uh, comic categories at the 2017 Dragon Con Awards. Um, I would uh, before you go any further with this, I would go so far as to say that if you are a fan of
0: magic, uh, the, the Dresden Files books and uh, the TV show that accompanied that that um, that was um, starred by one Paul Paul Blackthorne, aka uh, Captain Lance of Arrow fame, it was a short-lived show, but it was pretty good. Um, Already. You should be able to find it out there somewhere it's probably on Amazon or whatever it's not on no 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 no' no, 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 no. but yeah, just if I was good the, the comics has was been all right because they have been, been retelling the books it, or most of them anyway, there are some some that doesn't, but it is what it is
2: all right, good stuff and uh Next. right, and as I mentioned, uh the two thousand and seventeen Joe Schuster awards uh were given out um in a private uh industry gathering over the weekend in Toronto. Uh, the Joe Schuster Awards were established in 2004 as Canada's top comic honors, eh? And goes to Canadian citizens or permanent residents of the country.
0: Oh Canada. I don't know the rest of that song.
2: Anyway, um see, now if you watched a little bit of hockey you'd you'd know a couple of more lines. That's a, that's about as far as I know though.
0: Nope. Not gonna. <laughs>
2: um
0: <laughs> um actually there was a there was a post from Chip Sadowski, speaking of Canadians of him he kind of basically did a, um, I guess his, this is his art, but um, it was him showing uh, next to a poster of some of the some of the characters he's writing or writing and or drawing, which is kind of cool because it's also in the style of the Justice League uh, poster with okay. them all together. So it was kind of cool looking. If you go follow him, go check that out. It's kind of cool. Anyway, Marvel XC trailer hype surprise return of iconic character. And I feel like we've talked about this already. Um, but there is a teaser trailer for Marvel, Marvel Legacy that is out there right now. I have actually not taken a look at this, so I'm not sure who they're talking about. But if it's who they've mentioned once or twice in the past that I know we've talked about, then eh. Okay.
2: Yeah. All righty. So uh, Rick Remender, Broom, and Canellis or uh, uh The End League returns in the new Library Edition preview. Okay. Out on September 20th. Yeah, I have no idea. I, I was looking follow at that. Like,
0: Wait, is that a? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, if you're a fan of Rick Remender, I guess there's something to look forward to. Right. Uh, next up, uh, cover reveals, release, and release date for Critical Role from Dark Horse Comics. Now, if you are not aware, um, one on D and D term. Well, it is actually a, a yes because uh, on the Twitch channel for Geek and Sundry, which is a pretty notable. Um, uh, YouTube channel and Twitch channel uh, founded by Felicia Day. Uh, Crit Roll is a show where a bunch of noted comic—I mean, not comic book—voice uh, actors run a D and D section. section. Uh, the DM is uh, uh, voice actor Matt Mercer, and some of the uh, and it has grown to be widely popular um, for the the channel and for them also. So it is—it's actually pretty fun to watch because sometimes they do voices. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's and sometimes other people kind of drop by in and out of the the, the field. So, but um, it is cool if you ever get a chance. As a matter of fact, they are as we speak. A critical role is going on over on the Tri- Twitch uh, channel okay. for the Thundering. So if you... And they replay it during the course of the night and the weekend, so if you really get a chance, go check that out if you are a D&D fan. Some people don't like it because it's like, yeah, it's only fun because the 4 or whatever. But it's just fine. But I think it's a good time. Nevertheless, they are getting a comic book okay. called Quit um, Roll Vox Machina, which is the group's name. Uh, which is the D&D group's name. Uh, Vox Machina Origins. Alright. Which um, is penned by... Well, it's like a, it's a story from Matt Mercer, who is the DM of, like I said previously, and written by Matthew Colville. Uh, they've been they've had like art done for them and stuff like that. So, and I think they may have alluded to the stuff like previously. So, it's cool. And uh, this is basically uh, sounds like origin stories of the groups, um,
2: the groups characters. Okay, so, so while Roddy comes back up from being underwater for the last minute or so, I I didn't want to interrupt. He seemed like he was on a roll. Um, so- West Palm Beach is welcoming a new comic convention in 2018 unless Irma decides to destroy the event uh, venue. Uh, Atomic Crusher Events is expanding its convention footprint with a new West Palm Beach, Florida event scheduled for 2018. Comic-Con Revolution West Palm Beach is scheduled to take place Saturday, February 24th, 2018 at the Palm Beach County Convention Center. It is um, obvious that we are sending out our our, uh, prayers to uh, the the residents of Florida and our uh, prayers and condolences to those who have uh, uh, fallen victim to Harvey and uh, on the uh, Caribbean islands that have been decimated in the past, in the wake of Irma. So uh, you guys stay safe out there. Indeed.
0: Indeed. And thank you. Cause I totally missed that one. When I clicked on those links. Um, but next up, uh, which, you know, where do you go from that? Um, the best Christmas movie of all time is being turned into a must have Children's book, Die Hard, folks, <laughs> is being turned into a Christmas book, some kind
2: of way. Um, Wait a second! Wait a second! The ladies are gonna cheer. <laughs>
0: That's awesome! That's crazy! On yeah, that it is. But it's also like, it's, uh, if you're watching, awesome. if, you, if if you are watching the video, you can see some pages, some art from. uh from the book and it is totally in a children's book style
2: that is so awesome
0: <laughs> although i don't know Medible on october 17th yes uh through and yeah and amazon, saying amazon. i'm, I'm ordering order. a bunch of these are you sure so i'm ordering can, a you, bunch you're, you're not even joking as real gifts <laughs> i was actually thinking about that myself um uh, but anyway, the, the, the book called A Die Hard Christmas, the illustrated holiday classic, is written by comedian Doogie Horner, which sounds okay. way too close to Do- Doogie Houser, Right. and illustrated by J.J. Horner, which I'm going to just assume is some relation to, sure. to Doogie, and was ex- inspired by the classic poem Towards the Night Before Christmas, and that makes it even... That makes all the sense in the world. <laughs> That's beautiful. But instead of detailing Sanders' attempts to deliver presents to good boys and girls, the book tells the tale of sale of a New York police officer single handedly taking down a gang of European terrorists. I just watched Die Hard again because, you know, whenever it's on, you got to watch it.
2: Wait a second. Um, I'm reading an excerpt from this. They spoke not oh, okay. a word and unloaded big crates. They cut the phone lines and locked all the gates. Carl swept the ground floor, shooting every guard dead. While visions of bearer bonds danced in his head. This is awesome.
0: <laughs> I think you went to the Amazon link. Oh, this is, oh, no, not yet. This is awesome. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> oh, spe- uh, Speaking
2: of books, did you, did you see that Mouse Guard Alphabet book yes. uh, that
0: came out this week? Yes. I know you're a
2: fan of Mouse Guard. I flipped through it. I'm probably going to look for a, uh, a solid copy. I didn't have a chance to do it this week.
0: Gotcha, understood. Well, you can let us know about that uh, when off. But yeah, this is this is too cool to to, to not having the lineup. That, that was, was during awesome. During the course of um,
2: that's gonna the, make me watch iHeart you know, or tomorrow. Or I'm gonna queue it up on the DVD player. You're kidding me? You know what? Do it, do it. Do it. So, um, you know what? I'm gonna I'm
0: save that for next. Yeah, I'm gonna save that one for next week because oh, that was one? No, no, the next one.
2: Okay, so. so um, Miss Marvel's G. Willow Wilson is set to speak about identity, inclusivity, and feminism at a Seattle comic event, or Seattle event. Um, She's scheduled to speak about these issues at an event uh, presented by Humanities Washington at Seattle's Langston Hughes Performing Arts Institute, an evening with G. Willow Wilson, scheduled for October 23rd, and um, it is a capping event for a statewide initiative in the state of Washington called The Big Split, Conversations About Your State and Nation. So if you're in the Seattle area or thereabouts, go
0: check it out. And especially if you're a comics fan, because I'm about to say there's it's a person awesome. over there. Yeah, she's. Yeah, she, yeah. yes. I know. I don't know. Does she? Does she? She does. She's not on the Comic Con circuit, is she? i I've don't seen, know.
2: That's where I met her. I met her at New Have York. You? But okay, because I'm a regular. Yeah. Right. I don't think she's like one of those con regulars. Right. Hopefully, she'll get invited to Heroes Con because I would absolutely love to meet her. She is very cool. Yes. Alrighty, uh, so that brings like. us to the end of another episode of the Combo Chronicles. And uh, I guess, do you have anything before I hit the last ad for the night? Uh, not unless you want to see a, a, a set of deck uh, cards, which I bought you like weeks ago, but nah. Alrighty, so I'm going to pull up our last ad for the night. And it is for a nice short one. My comic shop. Oh, oh you got something? yeah i do but go ahead and do the ad so my comic shop today's podcast is sponsored by my comic shop go to cspn.us then click on the keep our podcast free link at the top of the page from there click on the my comic shop banner and order from a vast selection of new releases back issues vintage classics graphic novels and more to be delivered right to your door why bother schlepping to the local comic book store when you can order your books online my comic shop through cspn.us do it today so i was just gonna bring up the fact that this is pretty much
0: toy corner uh toy corner fodder here but i've recently found out that funko has an app that is still in beta and it came out like uh early last month so if you are a funko collector you can go check it out. I believe it is. Well, I, I didn't see it for iOS, but it is on Android for certain. looks it is in beta, so it's got little quirks to it. But it, what's neat about it is you can search out, um, you can search out, you know, the various Funko items, and you can also scan the products that you have and keep track of your collection in it. No kidding. So mm-hmm. again, it is still in beta, so it's still got some quirks. And also, um, if you made a if you did a Funko of yourself on their site, you can also, uh, it also shows up in the app, which I can't remember the, the site specifically that you do that with. But if you go to the Funko site, you, you can get that from, from there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I started messing with it. It's all right. It does have um, a few quirks in it. But yeah, like I said, you can scan your project in. The only thing is, it's like weird because there's a couple of, um, it and it doesn't seem to have everything because I my two Spider-Gwen uh, pops don't show up, but the keychain does. Okay. So that's weird. But again, again, it's beta, so I d I don't know what's on in here. And you can also search by category. So like right, when you open up the first time, it it asks you what categories of uh pops that you're, that you're looking for and whatnot. What yeah. Right
2: now. So yeah, I'm on the iOS version and I just okay. got that screen. So, yeah, uh, so yeah. I didn't see it. Right. I will fiddle with this um after we're off the air. Mm-hmm. But that is a cool thing to know. So like, yeah, I,
0: like I said, I just found this out a few days ago, just just on a whim. And if you like, if you are, like I said, if you are a, a Funko Pop fan, I don't know if there's any way to like uh, export your collection anywhere, but it doesn't seem like it. But it's just as well. Like I said, it's a good first step because the way I was trying to keep track of the stuff before was by hand and not great, old school. Yeah, basically, I had an Excel sheet with with uh, putting stuff in there, and that's hey, that's more up. modern than old school, like you know, pen and paper. So yeah. Well, yeah, that's true too. But so anyway. All right. Um, this brings us to the end of this here program.
2: Go ahead, wanna send us out. So yeah, no more plugs. We're just gonna play some music out. Uh join us next week. Um uh, hopefully we'll have the uh the triumvirate here while uh PCN underscore dirt is uh uh dealing with uh, his own uh reshuffled schedule. So in the meantime, in the in-between time, get your comic book reading in and we'll play ourselves out on
1: Doggy,
0: Now just throw your
2: All right, that's uh, it. Good night, everybody. Right everybody? Right where we get to these, uh, language.
0: <laughs> yeah, and for some strange reason the is still not working. so, oh, no! gonna, so Yeah, I don't know. It was working earlier, but anyway, good night, <laughs> folks. Bye.
2: Like weeks ago, but nah. Alrighty. So I'm going to pull up our last ad for the night and it is for a nice short one. My comic shop. Oh, oh you got something? I Yeah, I do. But go ahead and do the ad. So, My Comic Shop. Today's podcast is sponsored by My Comic Shop. Go to cspn.us, then click on the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, click on the My Comic Shop banner and order from a vast selection of new releases, back issues, vintage classics, graphic novels, and more to be delivered right to your door. Why bother schlepping to the local comic book store when you can order your books online? My Comic Shop through cspn.us. Do it today. So I
0: was just going to bring up the fact that this is pretty much toy corner, uh, toy corner fodder here. But I've recently found out that Funko has an app that is still in beta, and it came out like uh, early last month. So if you are a Funko collector, you can go check it out. I believe it is well, I I didn't see it for iOS, but it is on Android for certain. Like I said, it is in beta, so it's got little quirks to it. But what's neat about it is you can search out, um, you can search out. You know, the various Funko items. And you can also scan the products that you have and keep track of your collection in it. No kidding. So, mm -hmm. again, it is still in beta, so it's still got some quirks. And also, um, if you made a, if you did a Funko of yourself on their site, you can also. Uh, it also shows up in the app, which I can't remember the, the site specifically that you do that with. But if you go to the Funko site, you, you can get that from, from there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I started messing with it. It's all right. It does have um, a few quirks in it. But, yeah, like I said, you can scan your project in. The only thing is it's, like, weird because there's a couple of um, – it, and it doesn't seem to have everything because I my two Spider-Gwen uh, pops don't show up, but the keychain does. Okay, so that's weird. But again, again it's beta, so I, I don't know what's on in here. And you can also search by category. So right, when you open it the first time, it it asks you what categories of uh that you're, you're looking for and whatnot. Right right.
2: Now. So yeah, I'm on the iOS version, and I just okay. got that screen. So, Yeah, uh, so I didn't see it. Right, I will fiddle with this um after we're off the air. Mm-hmm. But that is a cool thing to know. So yeah,
0: like I said, I just found this out a few days ago, just just on a whim. And if you like, if you are, like I said, if you are a, a Funko Pop fan, I don't know if there's any way to like uh, export your collection anywhere, but it doesn't seem like it. But it's just as well. Like I said, it's a good first step because the way I was trying to keep track of the stuff before was by hand and not great, old school. Yeah, basically, I had an Excel sheet with with uh, putting stuff in there, and that's hey, that's more modern than old school, like you know, pen and paper. So yeah. Well, yeah, that's true too. But so anyway. All right. Um,
2: this we brings have... us to the end of this here program. Go ahead, wanna send us out. So yeah, no more plugs. We're just gonna play some music out. Uh join us next week. Um uh, hopefully we'll have the uh the triumvirate here while uh PCN underscore dirt is uh uh dealing with uh, his own uh, reshuffled schedule. So in the meantime, in the in-between time, get your comic book reading in and we'll play ourselves out on
1: Doggy, doggy, doggy. Oh.
0: <laughs> now just throw your All
2: right, that's uh, it. Good night, everybody. What? Where we get to these, uh,
0: language. <laughs> yeah for some strange reason the is still not working so oh, no! gonna, Yeah I don't know it was working earlier but anyway good night folks bye